Hello everybody, Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today I am here with my good friend, Mr. Kyle Cohen, who's working with the law offices of Stephen Cohen. How are you doing today, Kyle? I am doing well. Thank you for having me on. I hope you're doing well as well. Absolutely. So for those of you that have not met Kyle before, I started hanging out with Kyle, I want to say it was five or six years ago, um, while he was still in college and preparing uh, to go to law school and get his law degree. Um, And so I always found it really fascinating that he was at these conferences. And unlike um, the other uh, families of attendees at these conferences, Kyle wasn't just there for the beautiful sites and locations and the great meals. Kyle was actually there building relationships, meeting people and talking with people. And just most importantly, I would say asking a lot of questions. And so I asked Kyle to come on today because one of the interesting things I've seen in the receivables management space through the years is that there's a lot of organizations that are generational. And some of those organizations, when you're transitioning or, or or moving between generations, whether it be from father to son or whatever the case may be, um, there's some ways that you've seen it go really well and others that have not found that same grasp. And Kyle's grasp of not only the industry, but his understanding of the law firm, the law practice, and its overall business operations has really been impressive. And I feel like Kyle is a guy who took advantage of the head start that was available by attending the conferences and meeting the people and paying attention to the educational content that was made available to him. But I'm going to let him tell a little bit of his own story today. I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of an intro here. So Kyle, you've seen enough of these episodes. You know my first question. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? First off, I want to say thank you for all the kind words. And I hope I can say a little bit about myself as well as you said about me. Uh, So how did I get into the industry and the seat here today, I feel like almost like you said, I've always been in the industry. Uh, <laughs> ever since I was growing up, it was kind of always my plan to, uh, I guess, father follow in my father's footsteps and become a lawyer. And when I was young, I really didn't know what that meant. But then mm-hmm. as I got to college, it started to become a little bit more serious. And I think it was about seven-ish years ago when I finally met you, uh, I was a freshman in college, probably 18 years old, <laughs> and uh, just and I, I did enjoy. First off, let me say I did enjoy the conferences. I wasn't 18 years old showing up in a suit and tie all business. I really wanted to uh, enjoy the conferences, but also I wanted to get a head start in the industry and a, a foot in because I knew when I would finally finish college, finish law school, get in the industry that would just pay dividends down the line. And it really has, because I think, for example, when I met you, you had maybe just gotten onto the board of RMAI. Uh, You didn't have five businesses under you. You didn't have this great podcast. You didn't have all these things. And now I've developed a relationship with you over seven years. And it's really helped me to now be new in the industry and have this great relationship. And I've been able to do that with a few different people. And then just on the business side as well, I think what really helped me is growing up. uh, I think when I was 10 years old, I used to come into the office and get paid like five bucks an hour to put away files. Mm -hmm. And 
just kind of being around that office environment and, and growing up and doing that for a few years and slowly going and doing every single person in the office's job and learning it and really understanding it that really once I graduated the law school and was able to start here full time, I think it was really off to the races because I had so much background, so much experience, uh, so many people in the industry I knew that I could go to and ask questions that I really look up to that uh, I see as very valuable resources now. Absolutely. And you, you touched on a couple of things that I'm going to want to circle back to here, um, you know, specifically talking about doing every job in the office, which is something I truly believe in, in every organization that I manage um, or start, I like to go through that process. We'll go back to that. Um, you know, but so now you're, you're at the law offices of Stephen Cohen. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what you guys do there? Uh, so what we do, uh, at least most relevant to this industry, is we handle a lot of uh, the plaintiff side, uh, civil litigation. So that would be consumer collections. We actually also do commercial collections related to this industry. And that's some things that we are building on both. And uh, since I've been growing up, we've really been able to grow that and uh, get more into the industry and expand our contact contacts. And now over the last few years, we've just been growing significantly and it's, it's great work to do. Absolutely. So now this gives me the opportunity to come back to talking a little bit about doing everybody's job. And I know that this is something that you had done some of these jobs um, even before you finished your law degree. So you were in the office doing internship work um, and kind of learning the the not, not just the high level, like here's how the business operates, but the actual nuts and bolts of moving files through the office and seeing cases that went from Hey, I received this case all the way through judgment execution and having a better understanding for all that. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like and maybe tell us about a few of the jobs that you specifically sat down to do? Yeah, and I, I really think that experience was just beyond valuable because now that, um, and let me start over, because uh, when you join an existing business, it has all that infrastructure in place. It has all those staff. So you just kind of dive into a role. Meanwhile, you didn't build it yourself. You don't know about all those different roles throughout the organization, especially second generation, when you're very early on in a leadership position, you're skipping all these steps. So I wanted to make sure um, I was given the opportunity to make sure that I really got to go and learn every single step. So I was in the file room. I was in the mail room. Uh, I was sending updates to clients. I was creating these Excels. Uh, I was uh, dealing with a lot of the lower level stuff and the higher level stuff, and I really got to learn all of it. And now that I'm, I'm an attorney and I can't really go and do all those things, I still know how it works. I'm still able to go and train people we hire for those tasks. I got to help uh, direct a lot of those jobs. And uh, one of the advantages of that is, is when you know how everything works, you're able to connect dots that other people aren't able to. So now that I've done the jobs of these four people, I'm able to go, hey, wait, you know, this job affects this job. And I'm able to go ahead and put in a step that now makes it less work for everybody um, and makes everything a lot better. So I think that is one of the most valuable things uh, anybody could do who's looking at a second generation firm is making sure that whoever's taking over knows all the steps and doesn't just 
step into a leadership role and is relying on people to do things that they don't know how to do themselves. True statement. I mean, uh, my first job after my MBA was actually running a law firm. And the first day I showed up, that was exactly what I started doing was I sat down at each desk and said, I don't know how this works. Can you show me? Right. And I think it not only is it helping you from the perspective of better understanding um, each one of these individual roles and positions and how it comes together and the efficiencies that can be created when you have a cross departmental understanding of a business. Um, but I think it also puts you in a position to build relationships, right? Um, knowing your father as well as I do, as he was one of my mentors through the years and helped me to see things through a different perspective. I'm sure that he's got a lot of long-term staff in that office. And now you've got these, I'm assuming, different you know, interpersonal relationships in addition to that ability to step into any role and make the business continue to function. Yeah. A hundred percent. I completely agree because uh, something that happens is when, uh, you know, your office is growing or if you happen to lose any staff for whatever reason or if somebody retires and then all of a sudden if there's a role that needs to be filled and there's a gap or let's say nobody knows how to do that work, it's it's scary because it's very important work. And as a business owner, you might not know what to do. But now uh, something that was trained into me is always prepare for the worst case scenario. And they don't happen often, but when they happen, I'm able to step into those roles, even if I haven't done it for a while, and, and make sure it gets done and make sure we get somebody new in the role and make sure that they're properly trained. And I, I don't think there's a value you can put on that. I know, you know, you've told me before in our conversations with your own business that you really grew it out of yourself. And if you didn't have that, because I know you've had um, things where worst case scenarios eventually come up and you're able to step into those roles and make sure it gets done. And I think some, with some just second generation people, maybe they skip those steps and then they're not prepared when those things happen because they haven't done it themselves. A absolutely. And, you know, it's definitely something I've experienced through the years. Um, one of the things that I've uh, really pushed myself to do over the past couple of years is the businesses have grown is to continue to go back and do those jobs. Um, so, you know, even just this past week uh, leading up to, uh, you know, to conference season and all the things that start happening and, and as busy as we get in our various businesses, um, you know, I find that it's a good time for me to go back and to dig in and to be writing social media content or to be doing each one of those individual jobs, because as the years go by and we create the, the technology and the efficiencies and the tools that enable us to do our jobs better or allow everybody around us to do their jobs better, more efficiently, sometimes we lose track of the actual steps by which to get those things done. And so that for me has been a big part of of maintaining um, some level of control over the businesses because you're in all the different aspects and you're having a better understanding of what people are going through. But it also gives you a, um, a renewed respect for the individual jobs that each person is doing. And I find myself being, um, in my opinion, a better leader when I have that fresh perspective. Right. When it, a renewed perspective might be a better way to say it. But when 
when I'm constantly being reminded of how difficult it is to do creative tasks or to do, you know, this volume of work, it keeps my expectations in check of what I'm expecting of those people within my organization. So I agree wholeheartedly with the way that you're, you know, kind of looking at that. Now, um, let me ask you this, you know, as you got started with your with the organization, you, you had been working there, you've been going to the conferences, you were engaged in all these different things, but then the big day comes, right? You've got your law degree, you're going to the office for the first day as a lawyer. You know, what was that transitional experience like for you, right? To, to you, you've been, it's like all this years and years and years of preparation, but then the big day comes now what? Uh, pressure is, is <laughs> one is one thing I can say. Uh, but there was a few things to it. Is is on one aspect, I was really able to go ahead and and dive right in because um, I had so much experience with the business. Um, another thing is is I was very early on uh, given a lot of responsibility, uh, and I think that's something else that was super valuable to me is that uh, basically as soon as I started, I was hiring, I was managing several people. Mm -hmm. uh, and what it came down to is, is I've been preparing for this you know, my whole life, time, time to get it done. And <laughs> what does that mean to get it done? Do I need to uh, read up on certain resources in the industry? Do I need to put in a little like, extra hours? Do I need to reach out to these great contact, contacts that I made? I'm pretty sure I called you a few times when I started to ask you for some advice and, and, and I used some of it. I, I remember very specifically one of the things I asked you was uh, as I'm just starting out, I'm learning all these tasks and I know pretty soon I'm going to be into that leadership role and I won't be able to do this stuff. What, what would you suggest? What do you wish you did? And and one of the things you told me was just write it down because you'll be amazed at how quickly you forget what it was like. <laughs> and, and I did, and I went back and I, and I, and I use that. And, one of the things is being a leader is now and doing all these different things is I got to see where, where can we extract the most value? Because I, I know how all these different things are done and it's just, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to learn. It was a lot to prepare for. Cause one of the things is being a lawyer by itself mm -hmm. is incredibly difficult and takes years and a lot of work and to do that and manage a business, um, was, was, was a lot, but, uh, it's a big it's lift, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not an easy task, and that honestly, that's why I wanted to ask you th these questions because I see, like I said at the beginning, like I've seen so many of these transitions that have gone well, and I think you you are the definition of that going well. Um, Appreciate and that. then I think <laughs> I've seen others, and I look. I went to an extremely affluent college, right? I went to Lynn University in Boca Raton, where a lot of my classmates inherited hundred million dollar businesses. And I saw those that got the head start and took it seriously the way that you did become incredibly successful. And I saw those that did not take a very different path to where their parents may have sold the business or other things have happened. So, you know, let me let me ask you this, right? And, and kind of um, <clears throat> stepping out of your own shoes for a minute, um, but what advice would you give to the first generation listeners of our podcast as to how they can best prepare a child or the next generation to come into their business? Like what advice would you give them based on your experience? 
Okay. So that, that that's a good question. Um, what I would suggest is one, have them go ahead and do every single task, which you might, you might not want to do because um, you maybe did go to a, a good college and you got good grades and then, and then, you know, you spent your whole life preparing to maybe go into this business and now you're really starting from the bottom. But I think that is super valuable. And two is uh, give them a lot of responsibility because e- even if they're not exactly ready for it and it's, and it's and it's and it's difficult, and it's not going to go perfectly. But uh, taking that responsibility very early on forces you to kind of sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have to plan it out to make sure it's the right things, and you're overlooking it. But eventually, you know, you'll you'll have to start swimming. And uh, being forced to do those things is now that I'm moving more and more into a leadership role. I. I've done it before I was prepared for it exactly, but I did it. And then that's how you prepare for it because that's how, I mean, to a lot of these first generation people, you, I'm sure you didn't know what you were doing at the start, but you want to kind of make it easier for the next person. But sometimes it's, sometimes it's supposed to be hard and things are supposed to go a little off sometimes then you figure it out and it comes out even better. And to, to build on your question a little, I also want to speak to any potential second generation people and what I would have to say is the second generation people I've spoken to, they, they grew up around this business and um, they come in with a very different perspective mm-hmm. of you know, I'm young. You don't use proper technology. You don't use social media. You don't do all these different things. You're old, wh- whatever that, that people say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think there's a lot of good stuff, stuff in that of, you know, trying to make those changes, but also it's super important I find to make sure you learn the things that they do and how they did it. And uh, sometimes you just really need to grind it out, even if you think there's a better way. And skipping that, because there's a lot of value in that. Like they, they, they built up this business for a reason, and, and you can't skip those steps. You need to learn those steps and then try and build off of it with all your new ideas. I think that's fantastic advice because basically what you're saying is don't walk in expecting, you know, everything under the sun. You need to cage those expectations and cage your enthusiasm. And that was one of my biggest mistakes early on in my career was harder than a the organizations <laughs> of being like, so I know we've been doing it this way for, uh, you know, 15 years, but we're going to throw all that in the trash and we're going to use this new really fancy piece of technology. Um, and everybody's going to love it. And I got all kinds of pushback from staff and, you know, I had some people on board, some people that didn't want to be on board. And that was a, a downfall of, of the early part of my career. Um, and I'm glad that you see it clearly. But I think some of that clear vision comes from actually participating, right? Being part of the discussion, seeing how things are operating and understanding that organizational change takes time. Nothing good happens overnight. And if you're going to affect real change in an organization, it's going to take some time to get to that point. Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. I really appreciate this because I think there's a lot of people in our industry that are either first or second generation that are facing some of these same challenges, at least in their minds as they prepare 
over the next five to 10 years. And it's just really not a discussion that you hear happening openly. And I know it's not a incredibly comfortable uh, topic for those that have been through it, but I appreciate you stepping up and being, uh, you know, being someone who can help others go through what you've already been through and develop and gain some insight from your experience. And so I hope that you will come back on and chat with me again in the future so that we can talk a little bit more. And I'd like to start going into some other topics because I know over the next year or two, you are going to start getting to the point of deploying and implementing new technologies and other things. And I'd like to have you back because you and I have not only become good friends, but I learn a lot from our discussions as well, because I can't always see things just through my own lens. And the way that you share your points of view and the world through your lens has been helpful for me as well. For those of you that are watching, go ahead. Beyond, thank you for you inviting me on and having me and giving me this chance to speak. Uh, And yeah, I look forward to continuing to see you as a bit of a mentor as well. Well, I appreciate that. For those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions that you'd like to ask either Kyle or myself, you can leave those in the comments on LinkedIn or YouTube, and Kyle and I will be happy to respond to those in the near future. If you have additional topics that you'd like to see us discuss, you can leave those in the comments as well. But until next time, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll see everybody again soon. Thank you.